Let me take a couple seconds. We'll talk about Anchor. Are you like me and you've thought about trying a podcast for a while? Either you just like talking into a microphone or you got something to say you just want to let out into the world or, you know, you've always wanted to do something with a friend. Okay. Anchor's the way to go. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. So you know it's definitely in your budget. I know money to get going can be an issue. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Really make it pretty easy peasy, which if you're like me and you don't know what you're doing, it's right in your wheelhouse. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more outlets. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It really doesn't get any simpler. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Thank you for tuning in to Beacon Road Show with Rich Levesque. This is episode 18. Ugh, I'm blocked. Enjoy. And we are up, and thank you for stopping by. This is Beacon Road Show, and I'm Rich, I'm your host. And as always, the coffee's on, and uh, snacks are in the fridge, so feel free. Today's show is going to be on feeling blocked and what that's like. But let me start, as always, with a reminder that you're doing the best you can today and every day with what you have to work with. Whether it feels like it or not, you are enough and you matter. Please take extra care, special care of yourself today and every day. One day I will learn how to read a script. Here on the show, everything's intended to come back to this message and to wrap around it because ultimately, we're all doing our best to be our best and to be seen and heard both by ourselves and the world around us. And the goal for this show, the mission, if you will, is to honor that by speaking of how it works for us. We'll share stories on how we're navigating that journey. And that's the thing. There's no one way for anything. We each have to find what works in our own way, in our own terms. And like all things, just take what clicks and leave the rest. And in whatever way you came about finding this little corner, either on Facebook's live stream or YouTube or it showing up through your podcasts. It's an honor to have you here. So again, if you're watching on the stream, I'd love to hear comments. Um, I'll also throw out one random question that has nothing to do with anything. Um, 
getting to the point where I need to reorder some coffee pods. And I'm open to suggestions on a good brand to try next. Um, preferably something off the beaten path, something that's more small business. And now flavors are cool, but not necessary. So I'm open to those suggestions. And as I bring that up, my watch numbers drop. Okay, I guess I'm not getting any. Anyway, um, let me get to where I thought I was, I plan on going today. And the reason why I want to talk about blocks is because of a recent experience that I had with one. And... You know, every so often as, you know, primarily a writer, you know, creator of other content, I sometimes get myself really jammed up on what I want to do, what I want to write, what I want to say. Well, the truth is I know what I want to say, but sometimes when you get from, you know, what your heart wants to say out to you know, the keyboard or the mouth if you're doing a video or a show like this. What happens is yeah, sometimes it gets all jammed up in the brain. And that's what's been happening for me. Um, I had an article published I'll go live yesterday on Elephant Journal. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes. And, and it's been something that's been in my head to write. I, I've been saying weeks. The truth is, it's probably been longer. And... I struggled with what it was. I, well, I didn't struggle with what I wanted to say. I knew damn well what I wanted to say. I just couldn't get there in my mind because I found myself wanting to say it just right and make sure it was perfect. And... You know, trying to say it in such the right way that, oh, this will go viral and, you know, tons of people will see it. And, you know, on one level, of course, I know that that's not why we create us creatives okay, yeah, we want recognition and ultimately we, you know, want to make a living doing what our hearts guide us to rather than some bullshit nine to five that we have to settle for. But in our heart, it's about just playing our tune, singing our song, you know? But 
when we get into a results oriented place, and by we, I mean me, let's, let's be honest here. What happens is, you know, how many of us grew up knowing that the expectations were if we, you know, tapped into something, if we were passionate about something, either we needed to be successful at it or give it up. It may not have been as blunt as that, but oftentimes that's the message we get. Or, you know, that's just kind of what happens. So a lot of us walk away from things that we fall in love with, or we really get ourselves into struggling to try to hit a home run every time we do something. And the last time I wrote an article, for me, it actually added to the stress because it did really well. Like, insanely well. It got like 30,000, 40,000 views or some ridiculous number like that. And sometimes the way my mind works, the way it learned to work was, well, now that becomes the new bottom, the new expectation. You have to do this every time. You have to hit the grand slam every time you come up to the plate. That's impossible. And that's the thing. We can't be successful with everything all the time because we don't, we don't improve. We don't learn. We don't grow. But sometimes that's our, how our brain is hardwired. You're taught, hey, if you, you, know, you won this time, you have to win every time. That's your expectation. And for me, that made things so much worse. Now it's like, oh, frick, now I got to do this again and again and again and again. Which, of course, is ridiculous, and I am completely aware of that as, you know, things are, as it's coming out of my mouth. And I was on a, I was on a call with some friends the other night, and I was talking about it. Um, you know, admitted judgment on my own part. I was being a little whiny about it. And I was talking to them about being in that space where I couldn't just get this damn article done. And thankfully, you know, the friends that were on the call with me were able to kind of see through my bullshit. 
and we're like in a way because you now they know what I'm capable of. They know they know how talented I am. And you know, they know ultimately it's not about the results. Like ultimately, yeah, results are nice, but if you're locked into the ending, you miss the journey. And I was challenged point blank. Finish this by the end of the night. You can do this. You wrote your last article in an hour. Why can't you do the same here? The whole thing is... You know, when you get out of your head and kind of into your body, and you kind of, that's where you kind of tap into that creativity, and all of a sudden, it just becomes really easy. Christina, I see your message, and thank you kindly. And that's kind of what I did. I got off the call with them, and my mind's kind of hemmed and hawed, and, and you know, Went through the crap. And then all of a sudden, it just, I just kind of dropped down, partially because I did want to go to bed at some time point that night. But part of it was, I think deadlines are probably a good thing for me to have because it kind of forces me to, at some point, I have to stop thinking and actually start doing. I think everybody's different in that space. So I'm speaking just for myself. But that's, you know, for me, that seems to work. I can't believe that's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> so I, that's what happened. I just kind of dropped down. I kind of just shared what needed to be said and I tapped into um, a script from a visualization audio that I did for myself a few days earlier because I realized oh this actually resonates to what I have to say and I kind of threw it all together I didn't allow myself to think and I hit the send button and there it was, and it felt like a gorilla left the room. A gorilla that, was, that decided it wanted to sit on my chest. So, with that in mind, you know, I threw it out there and I asked the question. Now, let me give me a second, and I'll tell you exactly how I put it. You know, I asked people where their blocks were. And I asked what the blocks tell you. Because if you kind of listen a little bit, there's a reason why they're there. Oftentimes it could be, a, you know, inner child screaming or some degree of fear or, you know, insecurity or, you know, it could be different reasons for different people. And then I also asked, 
how do you beat them? So I'll throw those questions out there as well for, you know, people either watching this on video or if they listen to the podcast later. Where do your blocks come up? What do they tell you? And when you beat them, how does it happen? Now, I'll get to those in a second. But I'm also going to jump on a couple of things I saw when I was doing a little, you know, kind of research. And, you know. One of the things I saw was an article from a site called Mike Good, and it's eight lessons on creative block from an animator named, I'm going to get this, I'm going to bungle this, I'm bad with names, Miyazaki, I believe it is. Um, it's going to be in the show notes. And, you know, it, part of the intro talked about it being a reminder that, yeah, ruts and blocks or low points are a natural part of the creative process. It's all an ebb and flow. And that's kind of what we do. And, you know, some of the things he, I believe it's a he, brings up is, one, you can't rush the creative process. And, you know, sometimes I, well, Yes and no, I guess, because I just said to you guys that the biggest thing for me was setting a deadline and allowing me to get into my space. Um, I had not. Um, I probably should have asked the kids. They very much... Um, you know, into a lot of, you know, manga and anime and a lot of that work. And so, yeah, the next, the beginning of anything new is inherently difficult. Yeah. Anytime you're doing something new, you're stretching yourself, you're learning, you're growing, you're pushing out the box. It's not easy. You're ultimately taking baby steps again. And it's a lot of fun when you allow yourself to have fun with it. And that's part of the process is continuing to learn, continuing to challenge, continuing to, you know, for me to write about and talk about, you know, my own experiences and, you know, tap into where my growth is to share that and to share when I get to see things from a different perspective. And, you know, these different places in my mind and in my, you know, and in my gut that are new and different and 
I thrive on new and different. That's why I'm a nomad at heart. Even if I'm, you know, stuck in one place, like, you know, it is what it is in the moment. But still trying to find ways to access new and different in the situation I'm in. He speaks about how inspiration is everything. And, you know, talked about his own experience. And the quote is, I thought, my work is shoddy compared to those artists. I was just astonished. And at that point, it became clear to me, our animation style could not go on as before. I mean... I'm at a dead end. Oh, I, I felt that way so many times. I feel like, you know, I see myself talking about the same thing over and there and up and down. And sometimes it feels like you know, with my own mission. My ultimate goal is to show people that they're enough and they can connect to, they can connect to that and learning to believe that. And sometimes what happens is, you know, I feel like I struggle trying to find different ways to say something. You know, eventually something pops through. But yeah, the struggle is real. But anyway, and I'll give you one more point. You know, the rest of them, you know, it's in the show notes. I'm not going to just run right through the whole article. One more piece that kind of resonates with me is the way you work changes with time. And there's no point dwelling on that. It's true. I mean, we're always, even if we don't think we are, we're constantly growing. We're constantly evolving. We're constantly shifting and changing. And if we're not going forward, we're going backward. But we're always doing something. We're always moving in one direction or the other. And sometimes... You know, trying to take the steps to come up with, you know, for me, the next thing to say or the next way to try to connect with people and get my message out. Sometimes it feels like I'm trying to walk through a dark room without a flashlight until I, you know, the final light switch or otherwise get used to the room. And that's perfectly normal. Sometimes we just need to hear that. It's perfectly normal to get locked, to get stuck, to struggle, to stumble, to flat out fail, to go the wrong way. We all do this at different points. 
And oftentimes we fear being judged by it. But the truth is, much of the time, the judgment we get is from those who don't have the balls to do it themselves. Sorry, spade spade. And we get ourselves so gummed up trying to make those people happy when it's not our job. And their judgments and their other crap is not our problem. How does it feel to hear that? I mean, it sounds... Yeah, like something that, you know, we hear all the time, but it's really true. Ultimately, either they have to you know, adapt to us or they have to get out of the way. Easier said than done, of course. Of course, of course, of course. But that's where we need to go. I'm going to look at some comments um, from my social media. I, a lot of the comments come from either my Facebook or my Instagram or my private community at Beacon Road. I throw out questions pretty regularly a few days ahead of a show. And I do now make note that now, answers could be used in shows later on. And I'm always looking to hear what people have to say because there's always different takes. There's no one way to look at anything, really. But, all right, let me start. Um, this is why I do, don't do my art or publish my writing. Not that I'm not good enough in some aspects and frames of mind, but like a week later after I hit send, I'll think of how I could have worded something better. And then I berate myself for it. It's maddening. Oh my goodness. I agree wholeheartedly. It it can be maddening. It gets frustrating. Sometimes you see something like, oh, if I could have just tweaked this a little bit more. And my thing is, as good of a writer as I am, um, as even when I my thoughts are really clear, I probably should have paid a lot more attention to typing when I was in high school instead of trying to cheat my way through it. And sometimes it shows, and I look back, and I look at my, oh, my God, I misspelled that, or I bungled this, or I, you know, I hit the semicolon instead of the, oh, God. And then, I, you know, the self-flagellation begins. Yeah, so thank you, Susan, for that. Um, Danielle adds... This is so familiar. I struggle with these ego stories and day-to-day -day interactions, and it's exhausting. 
I do my best to talk myself down in my head. And other times I just let it out while terrified and cross my fingers. Each little success gets added to my good experience pile. And I'll try to remember them when the stories come back up. I loved this piece that she, she left. This is beautiful. And let me explain why. A lot of times when our ego mind or our inner child or whatever voice, you know, you know angry parent or teacher, whatever, whoever the voice comes from that gets in our way and jams us up, a lot of times what they give you is solid evidence of things that have gone wrong in the past or things that, you know, weren't good enough and or things that didn't quite resonate or things that didn't succeed as well as we would have hoped or other ways that our expectations get, you know, kicked in the pants a little bit. And they can come up with this clear as a bell evidence for these things, you know? And, you know, stuff that you know, probably could pass in a court of law. And it can be hard to get past that. You know? I worked in a career for many years that I was filling in logs that needed to go to court and I had to make goddamn sure that my I's were dotted, my T's were crossed, and I got my shit straight. So, you know, part of what I learned is, you know, making sure the evidence is there. So it's natural for my mind to go to that. And to use that to shut me down. But if you go through what Danny's saying over here, you can take those, even the little successes and those little tiny wins, and we may forget about them, but we all have them every day. Each little baby steps of W. We forget that. And we can add those to our good experience pile. And we can present that as our own evidence that, yeah, we're doing good. We're doing the right thing. We're taking that leap. We're taking that chance. We're putting ourselves out there. We're being vulnerable. We're trusting our shit. And yeah, it's so, oh gosh. If you don't get anything else out of the show today, I hope you at least get that. That each win is evidence for, that we can use to put in front of our ego minds and show them what's up. Kind of 
jam them up just enough to get going. RDK adds, yeah, my ego can write a book about everything shitty I am. And so horrific sometimes. Yeah. Our egos can be a, ooh, a real SOB. And you now that's kind of where I was at the you know, top of the show. And I was telling my own story about writing that article. That's just kind of what we do. It's how we're hardwired. And it can be really frustrating. Uh, I'm going to throw down a couple of more, a couple more comments here. And we'll start to wrap this thing. Um, in the community. Oh, I can go on on about this. When I was a kid, teen, I wouldn't do much of anything because I was afraid of making a mistake. It started with... It started with religion. I was so afraid of sinning that I avoided making friends or dating because I didn't want to do the things other kids my age were doing, like partying and having sex, but then it got worse. Rather than make a mistake on my homework, I'd simply not do it at all. Oh, that resonates to my child. I loved writing and found fiction short story contests in my favorite magazine and would write stories with the intention of entering the contest, but then I think my story sounded stupid and I'd throw them away. I never did enter any of the contests and that magazine is no longer published and hasn't since like 2000 or 01. I ended up dropping out of school because I was failing so many classes and I wouldn't have graduated until a year after the rest of my class did. And if I didn't graduate on time, I didn't want to graduate at all. I've gotten better, but I still slow down and I've lost jobs because of it. No matter how much I try, I haven't been able to overcome it. And that's heavy. It is so heavy. Um, when I was younger, gosh, I would struggle with a lot of that too. I would, I would drop classes. I would take zeros because ironically enough, I would, you know, fight myself so much about writing assignments. I would get so jammed up and I would get so in my head and so anxious and so unconfident that it was just easier to not do it rather than get ridicule for my writing. And I know where a lot of that came from was my last couple of years in high school, I had, you know, I had a guidance counselor tell me that my writing was, my writing was basically trash. I wrote like I talked. And because of that, I, shouldn't be taking you know, advanced placement exams because my writing's not worthy enough or I shouldn't even be taking anything that involves doing writing. So I managed to work my way around it. And ultimately I avoided writing like the plague until I ended up getting myself into therapy. 
And I was being a pain in the ass in the session, you know, not really answering her questions. And then she's like, yeah, you need to go and write this out. Like, I don't want to. I can't write. I went back to that old story. She's like, you're going to write this. You're going to send it to me before our session. And I'm going to make sure the receptionist knows to not allow you to cancel it. And, you know, and, you know, she was the one that, you know, started to convince me otherwise that maybe I did have a talent in it. And now, actually, when you think about it, what the hell is wrong with writing the way you talk? It's about getting them out. And if your words, the way you write them, are the one thing that gets to somebody, that's a win. <sighs> People. Um, one last comment um, coming from my community. This definitely resonates with me. It would manifest in constant procrastination because I know once I get going with something, I'm going to completely spend myself because it has to be perfect. It's, it's definitely frustrating and discouraging. Nowadays, I've also added another enemy to the list. Starting projects and not finishing them. It's so unlike me. Of course, the need for perfection is in the inherent belief that I have to add something to myself to make me enough. Or that making mistakes means I'm a failure. It's a load of rubbish, and yet here I am still believing it. So much of the time, we know on one level that what our minds tell us is absolute crap. But yet, it's really powerful crap. We believe a lot of things that don't make sense. I think we all do at certain points. It's you know kind of part of what we do. I'll leave the particulars to people's imaginations because that's kind of a rabbit hole that won't end that well for me and shouldn't. So I'll leave it at that. But you know, and I'll definitely include myself in things. There's a lot of things that I still find myself believing that don't make a whole lot of sense. And ultimately, that's kind of what gets us into our blocks. And you now some really silly places. Um, you know, what ways do people use to get out of it? Um, for me, it was getting on a deadline. For some people, it's writing it out. Um, you know, some people, it could be even drawing it out or just finishing or putting yourself in a spot where you can't go back. You know, find different ways to expand your mind, go against the flow. Um, there's going to be another article that I found in... Um, a site called Creative Block, 
Block B and spelled B-L-O-Q, that has uh, 20 expert tips to be creative block. And I'm going to add that into the show notes as well. Um, maybe there's something in there that will resonate with somebody. And with that, I see the clock and we're going to start to wind this baby down. And I do want to thank everybody that, you know, either popped in on the live stream. And I do do live streams on Facebook and on YouTube. Um, and also within, you know, within a couple or a few days after I do the stream, it ends up going up on as podcast. Get it on Spotify, Apple, you know, the usual suspects. But however you did listen, I do want to thank those who did. Wherever and however you chose to do so. We can always get back money and other stuff, but time is limited. And you chose to spend some of it listening to me. And I am profoundly grateful. Um, you know, check out my website, beaconroad.net, and I'm on the usual social media suspects. Um, the handle is at beaconroad, the number 10. Um, <coughs> pardon me. <coughs> um, on YouTube, search Beacon Road with Rich Levesque, last name spelled L. E, V is in Victor, E, S is in Sam, Q, U, E. And, you know, check out some of the old videos up there and subscribe. And if you're getting anything from this, you know, I'd love to hear from you. And also, I'd love to invite you to share these with someone who may need And I think that's about all i got to say for today. Take care, be safe, and well, bye-bye.